This podcast is like the opposite of smooth jazz. <laughs> Rough jazz. <laughs> it's opposite of opposite of jazz. <laughs> Polka. You're listening to Swept Together, the story of a modern romance between two adventurers at home, at work, and on the road. We're your hosts, Annabelle and Christian. Join us as we explore the world and make our home together, wherever we end up. Because after all, home is the The funny funny thing thing about about marriage. marriage. Hello, and thank you for listening to Swept Together, the show where we talk about love, business, travel, and learn from other successful couples how to do all those things and do them well. This week, we have an incredibly special show for you because we are talking to Jesse and Gerard of the podcast Marriage is Funny. They're some of our favorite podcasters out there, and we are just like really excited to be able to share them with you. Yeah, in this week's episode, Jesse and Gerard share with us the difference between great love and perfect love. And also how they set boundaries as a couple with what they share online. They also have a really great metaphor for getting through hard times in your relationship. with a little Titanic reference for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't even planned, guys. Trust me. But if you... um, are interested in listening to some of our other couples that we've interviewed in the past, um, come and listen to our old episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. You can go ahead and subscribe, and we will be in your phone every week. If you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app, we would really appreciate it if you would rate us and leave us a review. You can find instructions on how to do that at sweptogether.com slash share the love. Okay, let's jump right into our interview with Jesse and Gerard of Marriage is Funny. Welcome, Gerard and Jesse, to the show. We are so happy to have you guys here. Guys, hey, we're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Our yes. podcast worlds are colliding right now. <laughs> yes. You guys are the hosts of Marriage is Funny, which was one of our like main inspirations when we started our podcast. We were listening to you guys and we were like, oh my goodness, this sounds like so much fun. And uh, here we are now with our podcast and having you guys on the show. It's just like, it's I really know. great. It really is. The question I have is, is, is it still fun? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, good. We'll it check back still... with you in a few years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah, right? That's awesome. You guys have had a lot more uh, experience than us, but, um, you know, we actually started listening well annabelle is the one that introduced me to you guys love it to um marriage is funny podcast yeah our listeners will know that we bonded on our first date over podcast because i listen to podcasts and she listened to podcasts and that was something that we talked about on our first date and then mm-hmm. we we're like what you listen to podcasts too <laughs> we must be soulmates uh, yeah right <laughs> so you know and then were annabelle, there any overlapping i have to know mm I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Because, you know, Gerard sure. and I are both podcast enthusiasts. We listen to podcasts all the time, separately from each other. We rarely listen together. <laughs> and um, But it's interesting to me that even from the very beginning of, of being interested in them, but even now that we've started our show, we don't have a lot of overlap. 
I mean, I listened more to like, you know, like Tim Ferriss or like James Altucher. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there was uh, Lewis Howes. Oh, yeah. I had heard his podcast, yeah. You had le- heard his podcast, but you weren't like a avid listener at no, that time? No, I had just okay. heard of it, so. Yeah. So I listened. That Those are my jams. Cool. And then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to like Spilled Milk and The Lively Show and like, nice. I think this was before you guys had even started your podcast, so... But yeah, so there wasn't a lot of overlap. But then he texted me like later that week and was like, I listened to an episode of that show you talked about. And I was like, whoa, he was listening to what I was saying. So, you know. Serious. Brownie points. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, I was trying to get some some points in. Mm -hmm. So just to intro you guys to our listeners, you guys are the couple behind the extremely popular podcast, Marriage is Funny. (laughs) And you just... Celebrated your 10-year wedding anniversary, which congratulations, Yay. guys. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you guys are champions of great love over perfect love, which is 100% a mission that Fantastic we can get mission. behind. We love that. <laughs> so we will let you guys tell us more about all of that in a little bit. But first... Let's talk about the beginning I mean, not like from a biblical perspective. (laughs) Like, how did you two meet? How did you guys, you know, how long have you guys been together? Like, starting from the very, very beginning. Right. We won't go all the way back. We'll start, like, around (laughs) the time our paths crossed. When dinosaurs walked the earth. Jesse was a zygote. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we, as you said, just celebrated 10 years of being married. But we, um, I guess we were together officially about two and a half years before our wedding and then met a few years before that um, just through really through mutual friends we went to the same university in san Mm -hmm. diego we went to point loma nazarene university and go sea lions um (laughs) wait did you say sea lions you heard me (laughs) it's true (laughs) okay which i have to i have to give a like really hilarious somewhat embarrassing disclaimer it's not a real sea lion that you would picture like in the seal slash walrus slash ocean mammal family. It's actually a lion that you would normally see on the land wearing board shorts and with a mane <laughs> made out of made out of kelp and carrying a surfboard and wearing a tank top and board shorts. It's horrible. It's an actual so it's... Wow. That's character that is a sea lion like a it's, lion that enjoys the sea it's like a dad joke sea lion it is yep. a, a total dad joke precisely <laughs> oh that's so well put oh uh, anyways yeah so we we met at point loma and um gosh we both i mean like our our i guess we we knew of each other we had some mutual friends yeah um we both were i like to say we were enthusiastic daters in college, (laughs) um, but never to each other. So when we first became friends, we kind of bonded over um, our dating woes, in a sense. Mm, And mm -hmm. that was kind of funny, because I feel like that then almost eliminated the need for the conversation when we finally did end up together of like, you know, there's always that like, oh, what what was your past like? That whole conversation. I feel like we like lived through (laughs) that with each other in some in some sense. and so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, we just, we had the same friend group. And funny fact, actually, um, 
Gerard dated my best friend slash college roommate who then went on to be our maid of honor and is still one of our best and dearest friends to this day. Um, He dated her first. (laughs) And then you dated um, him last. (laughs) But I did. There you go. (laughs) I dated him It's called the old switcheroo. (laughs) For the the Seinfeld fans out there, they'll recognize that reference. But um, yeah, anyways, they, they weren't like they had, kind of ended things pretty quickly it wasn't serious mutual you know um so there was no like heartache or drama really yeah. around that and then there were several months maybe like a year even between the time you dated her and the couple time months got together so anyways that's that's the end of the story we like <laughs> totally made out one night um after hanging out watching a movie and i remember thinking oh i hope this doesn't ruin our friendship because we both know it's just a fling <laughs> <laughs> And um, here I am, what, like 12 and a half years later, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't just a fling. I was yeah. going to say, if this, is, if this is what your fling looks like, I can only imagine <laughs> what a serious relationship would look like. <laughs> I know. Clearly, I didn't really know the difference between the two. <laughs> so, are, you, are you guys still making out like, all the time? Or? Trying our hardest. <laughs> We had a conversation about making out last night, actually. So <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um, what initially kind of drew you two together? You know, you were like friends. You were in the same circle. You obviously were like good kissers. But what, <laughs> what, was, what was it that like kind of initially drew you guys together? Uh, I would say while we were friends and discussing our dating woes we became like pretty good friends mm-hmm. and got to know each other on a very like just personal platonic way and got to enjoy each other and that kind of like oh this person's funny they're dating someone else so it doesn't matter or I'm no dating pressure someone, or yeah it was no pressure at all so we got to know each other really well so I felt like by the time we were dating it was like it was just a natural extension like we had mm-hmm. grown to know each other so well mm-hmm. and it felt like I really respect this person. Obviously, I think they're cute. Like, Mm -hmm. it became really easy then just to be like, yeah, yeah, I think we should date. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because, like, the the no pressure part of it, I think, was was really special looking back. Like, just remembering back to other dating relationships that I experienced and always feeling like you're kind of auditioning for this role in their life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... For but you know, like Gerard said, by the time we actually ended up being romantically involved, it was like that that part of the process was already we were way past that in terms of getting to know each other. And so it didn't really feel like we had to deal with any of the awkwardness or any of the like pretense that comes from when you first are experiencing someone else and feeling like you have to put your best foot forward, your best face forward and and all of that. So at what point, of your relationship, did you realize that this was like a long-term thing, that it wasn't just a fling? Well, probably on our second date. <laughs> I'm very curious to hear what you're going to say right now. Second date? Dude. <laughs> I'm we so were, curious. We were on a date, and later on that night, we were just sitting in my car talking. Just so I'm on the same page, is this the, the night after the first night we made out? No. Is that date no, you're no. talking about? Okay. I think it was like a week later. Okay, so 
That wasn't a date. Was a, a when date? we when we made out, it wasn't really a date. That was really no, by know. accident. I agree. But then the next night, so we made out yes. on like a Sunday night. Then we, we went have, out the next day. We didn't have school the next by day. By accident. Yeah, totally <laughs> by accident. Which I have to give you this line too. Gerard says to me right before, I mean, our faces are like centimeters apart from each other. And it's very clear <laughs> we're about to kiss. And Gerard like pulls back for a split second and goes, hold on, hold on. If this happens, it could make things really complicated. And I was like... Yeah, I think that's okay. <laughs> and we just went for it. But then the next day, and then the next day we hung out just casually. I think we kind of felt like we were supposed to or something. I was yeah. like, well, okay, what now what? You know, so we, yeah. went saw, we went and saw a movie and went to dinner. And then what, so what date are you talking about? So I'm talking about weekend? the next weekend. Okay. We are in my car talking mm-hmm. after we probably went to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said to you that night, I said, look, I think, I think we should go out. I'm, I'm I, I like you. And I just kind of said it very bluntly and very directly to her. Do you remember what I said back? No, I don't. Oh, you, oh, you said, oh, I like you too. Yeah, I was like, I like you too, buddy. Because <laughs> I thought he was just kind of... And I'm like, no, no, I, I like you. I think we should I think we should go, you know, keep doing this, keep going on dates and, and figuring out what this is. And you were like, oh, okay. And I don't think, I don't think you had ever had someone say something so directly to you in a dating relationship. No. I definitely hadn't. I, I mean, it was so um, honest and, uh, you know, at that time, well, how old would I have been? 21? Were we both, mm, or 20? I think 20. We were both 20. And dating at that age, I mean, no offense to any of your like 17 to 20 year old listeners, <laughs> but um, dating at that age is so interesting because there's a lot of like, there's a lot, there can be a lot of drama. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, okay, what's he thinking? What's she thinking? Um, and especially with, I would say, this is a generalization a little bit, but in my experience with women, there's a lot of analysis, you mm-hmm. know? And always like this feeling of like, oh, you know, how much does he like me though? And how, you know, <laughs> what do I need to do to make sure that he likes me more? And how can I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to get friend zoned and I don't want to do this or that or whatever. And again, because I kind of thought it was a fling and I just assumed, I know this is going to sound really weird, but, and I don't mean this despairingly against Gerard, but I kind of assumed I was just going to be another name on his list of gals that had huge crushes on him and that he flirted with and hung out with occasionally and then moved on to the next person, which (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. He wasn't, didn't have a reputation as being a bad guy or anything, but I, um, I just, I had seen this happen for him because we were already friends and I just, I was like, huh, well, if he's serious and he does like me, um, I guess I could give it a go. Uh, I guess I should probably break up with the other guy that I was also sort of seeing at the time. Um, (laughs) yeah, that'd be good. Which, yeah, that'd be good. Which funny enough, um, I guess at that point, actually, I had probably already called that guy. Yeah, you had. And I both, the night we made out, I think we both the next day, unknowingly to each other called our what do you call it the last person we were dating last kind of person that we had dated and said like just make sure everything's clear where this is no longer okay yeah okay because we weren't exclusive with those people right but it was for some reason we felt the need to actually end it with those people yeah gerard was seeing this girl from back home and i had been seeing this guy from back home we both neither one of us lived 
you know what I mean? Now, we, we lived in San Diego. We were both see, right. kind of like casually pe- seeing people elsewhere and then came back to school and we were like, oh, this is happening. And then, like you said, you, you flat out just told me to my face that one day that you were attracted to me and that you wanted to keep dating. And I just, I think that was when I knew you were different from any other guy I'd ever dated. I don't think that's when I knew that it was the long haul situation, but I remember <laughs> thinking, oh, this guy is definitely unique. I didn't know it was the long haul, to be clear, but I definitely knew that I wanted to like keep pursuing this and like, let's, let's get serious. Hmm. What was it that kept you guys going strong? Now you've been together for almost 13 years, 12 and a half Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of, what was that thread, I guess, that, that kept you, got you to where you are today? The first thing that comes to my mind is friendship. And I don't know if that's because we kind of started off on that theme of, of really feeling like good friends, but not only just being good friends, but also, I mean, I really think that I, in a way, I think I loved Gerard as a person already before we started even dating. Like, I think we had this um, real, real fondness for each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. that, again, obviously started off as friendship, but the beauty of it is that the friendship has really kind of continued to grow and develop just like any one's friendship might um, over the course of time. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I say that's continued to really weave us together throughout the following years is because um, we've encountered some really crappy things. And um, not that you can't encounter crappy things as a passionately, romantically committed couple but I think that the strength of our relationship at the very core has been built upon this idea that we really do care about each other as people so it's great because in the hard parts it feels like something that holds us steady but then in the really fun parts it feels like something that makes our relationship that much more dynamic and fun Mm. yeah I like that answer ditto (laughs) mic drop that was great (laughs) (laughs) now now you guys have been together for 12 and a half years and then you started this podcast marriage is funny i want to kind of talk about that real quick and maybe not real quick because (laughs) (laughs) we we really love your show by the way we're i'm like fangirling out right now stop it (laughs) which by the way since now that we're on the topic of podcasting and since annabelle just jokingly said mic drop i know that's a popular phrase right now doesn't it kind of make you cringe a little bit as a podcaster now when people say mic drop and you envision yeah. your mic actually dropping. And I'm like, no, like, my mic. No, <laughs> the worst possible thing ever. You better be dropping it onto a really soft pillow. Yeah, yeah. some right. foam or something. <laughs> no, it's really funny. Anytime someone says that, like I get what it means and I kind of love it, but I also am usually like, oh dear God, that would be awful. Yeah. It hits yeah. too close to home. Yeah, because you right. know I've taken way too long to figure out and research which mics to get and like oh, yeah. i've gone through like several several mics already of course of and i'm course. like if i drop this freaking thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. but you know for for our listeners who haven't heard your show tell us about it what's the mission well we always said that the show is all about any couple having honest conversations about marriage and being able to laugh about it while you're while you're doing it and so the mission for the podcast grew out of that, this this feeling of we think our marriage is probably at its least healthiness. On least a health, healthy. Yeah, at least healthy when our marriage is isolated. We find that 
if we're not what do you mean by that so when we're not connecting with other couples in a way that feels like they know who we are as a married couple um and maybe what we're going through or what we're celebrating like if if we don't have people around us who know that part of our life Mm -hmm. then the walls can start to close in really quickly Hmm. it can feel like you're doing it on your own and you feel like you're kind of putting up fronts outside of your home because you're just trying to say like, yeah, everything's fine. No one really knows what's going on. I don't want to burden, burden them with it. But that's not a good place for your marriage to be. So in some ways, we started the podcast to actually break down some of those walls and have some people come around us and be able to feel like we were being supported, specifically by some close friends of ours. And what it grew into was then other people feeling like they were establishing that rapport as well with other couples, even if it was just us through the podcast, to hear us talk about something we're going through, whether it's trivial or deep and difficult. You know, for them, it's always been, well, I'm so glad that we're not the only ones who mm-hmm. can't figure out who has to do the dishes or, yep. you know, <laughs> or, yeah, we've struggled with this, you know, loss or, what you know, whatever it is. So, um it's been this really cool connecting thing. And I think that's really the mission of the podcast. And we're not experts. So we, it's funny. The other day I had someone new that I met who didn't know me at all say, oh, so-and-so said you have a podcast about marriage. And I was like, yeah, you know, it seems like if, if you don't listen to it, you you might assume by the name that it's about marriage. Yeah. But I don't know that we, we I don't know that we would describe it that way because it, it's it's more like, a podcast about life through the lens of a married couple. Yeah. And like Ger- like Gerard said, and like you guys know, the, the honest conversation angle is kind of where the magic happens. And I think that's what's brought about the most healing for us. And then I think it's also been what's brought about the most, uh, the biggest invitation for community to our listeners. And we didn't expect that at the beginning. Um, I actually, I don't, we have, I don't know if we've really, I guess we've probably talked about this on the show before, but for your listeners who maybe haven't heard, when we started our podcast, our marriage was definitely at a huge low, maybe the lowest or at least one of the lowest yeah. times I would say. And which doesn't sound like the greatest timing in terms of yeah. starting a, starting podcast, a show starting about a podcast. relationships. Right. But um, uh, I'm persistent and I talked Gerard into it. So uh-huh. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, you know, it was, it was one of those moments where, especially because we knew something needed to change. And I think we recognized that we, we identified that something our relationship could use more of in that moment was heartfelt conversations and we would get into these conversations. This is prior to actually starting the show or recording anything. We would get into these conversations and they would ultimately end up in some sort of conflict, which is not, I don't think that's horrible or unusual or unhealthy. It's just normal, you know, but we get into this little bit of conflict and then feel like it would just explode in our faces. And then we, we wouldn't really have, like Gerard was saying, we didn't really have the support. Or we didn't feel like we had the kind of people around us that we could go to and say, gosh, we are just really struggling with X, Y, Z. Have you guys ever been in this position? Or can you pray for us? Or what should I do? How can I act differently? It's like giving, uh, you know, having that community around you really provides some healthy perspective, I think. And we'd had that in the past, but we'd moved. And after moving, we felt like we lost that. So I remember saying to Gerard, "If if we were to start recording these conversations that we have, 
we could send them to Rick and Joanna, Tim and Shauna, Chris and Sarah, some of our closest, tightest friends, Liz and Ben, and, and just like literally email them the audio file and say, can you guys listen to this and just tell us who's right? (laughs) (laughs) Purely for the sake of wanting a mediator. Like that was, it was very selfish at the very beginning. And and we just figured, you know, maybe talking this through and knowing that someone else might eventually listen would also cause us to be treating each other with a different level of respect than we do behind closed doors. I think Mm -hmm. that was another part of it too. And so when I suggested the idea, Gerard said, that sounds a lot like a podcast. And I said, wow. yeah, no shit, Sherlock, let's do it. <laughs> so we, uh, we kind of launched into it from there. And in the very first episode, Gerard comes up with, or doesn't really come up with it. He just blurts out at one point. He goes, I think what it boils down to is this pressure of me feeling like I have to be the perfect husband. And none of our shows are scripted. This is a huge, huge accident that it happened this way. But the very first episode, we come up with this idea that perfect love within a marriage is just not worth even fighting for or aiming for because we don't believe it's possible. We believe that perfect love is something that only exists between God and, and us as, as individuals. Um, we're meant to be like him in terms of loving each other as best as we can. But if we can aim for great love within our relationships, there's so much more grace because there's um, less of yeah. a chance to compare ourselves to something that's unattainable. And so Gerard says, I feel like I need to be a perfect husband. And I said, I've never even expected you to be a perfect husband. And so why bother to even aim for that? Just be great because I know you're capable of being great. Well, I think that's uh, a really good point that you brought up. You know, our our story is that we've both been previously married. And I know mm-hmm. for me, I can't speak about, you know, to Annabelle's relationship. But for me, when I had a lot of conflict in my previous marriage, there wasn't anybody to to turn to. I mean, it was like, turn to my, to my family and be like, this is what's going on. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, a buddy, you know, that I would just be like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is what's happening at home kind of thing. But I never had the support system that another couple was able to provide. There was no other couple, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Did- and that's powerful. We, 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 We've seen so much, um, like I said, healing and and support from from the people that we know that provide that for us, and and so we want to we want to make sure other people have access to it too. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. Also, Christian probably just wants a shout out on the podcast because he was right about <laughs> about Jesse wanting to being the one who who instigated the podcast yes <laughs> oh I was, there's a note that's really I have a note saying Christian's guess is Jesse <laughs> yeah <laughs> Annabelle was your guest Gerard no I just I, I mean I don't know I guess we talked we talked about we it we talked about it and I happened to just write my yeah. guess down <laughs> Uh, he he happened That's to just jump in and be like, "I." But it was totally Jesse. It was totally her idea. Well, I mean, I think because from an introvert extrovert perspective, That's true. We we our last show talked about introvert and extroverts, and she's an introvert. Right. I'm mm-hmm. an extrovert, and I I think I was the one who's like, "Let's start a podcast." Yeah, I think. and I was like, <laughs> "The introvert or, or the vulnerability hangovers from that sound terrible." Yeah. And she was like, let's start it in like six months. And I was like, six months? Let's start it like in two weeks? <laughs> we we met in the middle. I think we decided like three months later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. 
So uh, since you guys started the show, um, what has been your favorite thing about about co-hosting Marriage is Funny? Oh, gosh. I can think of so many things, actually. Gerard's like, uh, I don't know if I can think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like, you know what's worst, funny? Actually. I can think of a lot of things that are my favorite, but I can also probably think of a lot of things that are really, really difficult about it, too. And that's kind of like my nature. I feel like my sure. highs are really high and my lows are also sometimes really high. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like I just experience things to the fullness, no matter what direction it goes, if that, if that helps. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the best parts are definitely, um, having time built in to sit down and have these heartfelt conversations, Ooh, but that's a good one. Uh, to be honest, recording for us is really, really freaking hard. And I know that maybe doesn't make sense. Cause I just said the same thing is great and also <laughs> hard, but, um, I think the the consistency and the accountability that it creates for us is good. Yeah. But it's just for some reason, and every episode's a little different, but we both are just maybe idealists or something. We just assume that we're going to sit down and it's going to be this amazing thing. And it usually does take a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of thought, and a lot of emotion too. And then Annabelle, you said um, one of the phrases that I find myself uttering quite often when we're in season, and that is, oh my gosh, I have such a huge vulnerability hangover, <laughs> especially because I'm the oversharer of the relationship. It's like TMI is my middle name. So <laughs> I, I, like, I sit down hopeful. We, we set up, you know, our little recording area. I sit down super hopeful and I'm excited. And then during the talk, I'm usually a mixture of like, yes, let's, let's do this. But also kind of like, oh my gosh, does it sound okay? Is yeah. it coming out right? Is what I'm trying to mean coming across okay? And then by the end of it, I feel emotionally exhausted. And then I also feel like I almost can't even remember anything I just said or anything Gerard just said. I just immediately am like, oh my gosh, people are going to hear this really intimate part of our hearts now. And it's interesting. I think the vulnerability has actually caused me to be much more thoughtful and also much more appreciative and gracious when someone else is willing to be vulnerable with Mm. me. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite part, Gerard? Uh, I'd say... Don't say the fact that you get to tweet about it afterwards. (laughs) 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 No, actually, you could say that. I wouldn't mind. No, my favorite part has (laughs) has been all the people that we've gotten to meet all along the way. Like, so when we went... When we moved from New York to... Uh, Long Beach. That's where we live now. We we were in the middle of our first season, and we were like, "Oh, we could probably like string together some like meet and greet cities and all that stuff." So we ended up going through. How many cities did we go through? I think we stopped in twelve or thirteen cities across the country. We were going to do like eighteen or something. And we did like little. We either did like a coffee chat or like an actual hour, yeah like. Live recording. Uh, live recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did a bunch of different versions in every city that we stopped in, and we actually nice. stayed with. A handful of listeners. There were a couple of people that we stayed with that we had never met in right, real life, right. but that were listeners of our show that were like, hey, oh stop in Waco, stop in Oklahoma City, stop here, stop whatever, you know, and, and we'll put you up. We'll, you stay with us. We'll throw an event. We'll have a backyard barbecue for you. We'll, we'll rent out the local coffee mm-hmm. shop and invite everyone we know. And, and I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just actually even thinking about that because um, at the time we'd only done like, 10 or 12 episodes yeah. it wasn't even like now we've done 60 and so and it's been a few years since then and i can't even 
hardly believe that, but the people that have, the people that have come into our lives, even just like in brief encounters have been incredible. But then we've also developed some truly lifelong friendships with folks that we would never have met, I'm guessing, um, from all over the country. So we've been meeting all these people and that's been really cool. And then top that off with the, the fact that last year we did two of our great love getaways which yeah. are basically just like group vacation. Mm-hmm. And all those couples, I mean, some of them, there was only, what, one or two that we really knew beforehand. Mm-hmm. And each trip we've, we've gone on, we've known at least, we've known just one of the couples that's beforehand. Right. Yeah. That's right. And then the rest have been total newbies. And so to spend a weekend in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico with people, random strangers, yeah, random strangers <laughs> and come out of it like really good friends has been one of my favorite parts. It's like magic. I don't know. It's like shoving a bunch of ingredients into a blender and and then, you know, taking a sip and realizing it tastes amazing. You know, it's funny actually because what happens, I think, is that these people that show up, they know pretty much everything there is to know about us. Uh And so then I think they immediately feel like comfortable to some extent with sharing because like for instance um i'm just thinking of one particular couple who has had some interesting situations with their in-laws mm-hmm. and they said that they don't ever tell anybody about those hang-ups of theirs because it feels scary and they feel like there's something wrong with them because no none of their other friends have problems with their in-laws and i use that example cuz Gerard and i don't experience any conflict really with our in-laws very much but they said it's funny hearing you guys talk about all the other crap that you have conflict around has made us realize like it doesn't really matter if they get along with their in-laws and we don't right we just know that their marriage isn't perfect ours isn't either and it gives us freedom to talk about this one really specific Mm. thing that we feel isolated around um because we know that we're not the only ones that struggle totally yeah well i mean it sounds like you guys have um you know you you met a lot of people along your travels and we actually we thought of t- of of going to your great love getaway last year but we couldn't oh make it we yeah. couldn't make it unfortunately dang it were well, you guys going to have another one well i was just uh, about to say if gerard doesn't kick me under the table <laughs> for blurt for blurting this out ahead of ahead of schedule uh, i would love to tell you guys first that um, we are going to do another one. We took this year off because we've had a bunch of other stuff going on, as you guys know. But we are super freaking excited that spring of 2018, we will be doing another trip to Puerto Vallarta and we will be taking another group of listeners. And obviously, obviously, you guys are more than welcome. Um, I know you've got plenty of things planned as well but um you're always welcome thank you and uh, so that's just a standing invite sweet you heard it here folks <laughs> first <laughs> breaking news well i mean talking about travel for season four of the show you started um off with a summer travel series like a mini series basically yes. where was the first mm-hmm. place you traveled together oh that's a great question I have a funny memory, actually. Gerard looks like he has one, too, though. Do you want to say first? No, go for it. Well, so, and I'm sure it won't be the same one. But I don't know if this really counts, because we didn't actually travel to the place together, but we were in the place together, and it was away from home. (laughs) Um, Again, this kind of goes back to, like, our pre-dating days, so maybe it doesn't count. But Gerard was in a all-male acapella singing group at our college. (laughs) And they was it, amazing. Was it rock acapella? 
<laughs> pretty much. It was called Even Pointless. Better. They were awesome. But so they actually used to travel all around the Southwest and the West Coast performing at different churches and universities and schools and stuff. And so um, a lot of the guys in the group I was friends with and my family in Scottsdale hosted the entire group. All 18 or 16 guys stayed at yeah. my oh parents' my house. Whoa. So there were like guys on the couch, guys on the recliner, guys on the floor, guys on the <laughs> kitchen floor, guys on the blow up mattress. And I remember that um, my brother got kicked out of his room. I had a queen size bed. So my brother and I slept, my, li- my little brother and I slept in my bed. And then there were like three guys on the floor of my room. I'm sure my parents were like, here, let's put the brother in her bed so that none of, nobody can try any funny business. <laughs> Not that they would have, but anyways, like and then it just makes it super legit, you know? Right. But Gerard, I'm pretty sure was one of the guys that end up sleeping on the floor of my yep. room. Whoa. Yep. And then I just remember later someone, I think someone brought that up at our wedding. I think one of the guys that was also on the floor of the sure. room brought it up at the wedding and was like, I was actually there the very first night Gerard and Jesse slept. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect thing to bring up at a wedding. Of actually. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was there. So well said, too. Everybody's jaws drop. Yeah. It was like, awesome. Talk about a mic drop. <laughs> I was going to say the first major place we actually traveled together was for a honeymoon, basically. Mm-hmm. And that was Costa Rica. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, nice. Awesome. We, we have, would go back there in a heartbeat. We have not been to Costa Rica, but we had <gasps> thought about it um, for a wedding venue of ours. Yeah, but, oh, but nice. turns out our, turns out it's like the middle of rainy season. And so you'd have to like trek four hours through like the wilderness to get to any oh. sunshine. And we were like, mm, maybe that might be too hard for... Yeah. Our loved ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask. Just, well, and I'll say one thing about the rainy season. We went during a time that was supposed to be not as rainy of a season, and yet it rained every single day for like 45 minutes in the afternoon, which didn't really bother us. We just that was our nap time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's funny because I remember saying something to someone while we were there, like, "Oh yeah, for some reason we thought this wasn't gonna be." So rainy, like this was the dry season. And they were like, no, no, this is the dry season. <laughs> Raining every day oh, for geez. an hour is definitely the dry season. So I know it can get pretty crazy there with the storms. Well, on the show, you also talk about great love versus perfect love. You touched on it a little bit. What's the difference? What's the really big distinction for you guys? So I'd say the, the biggest distinction that I can come up with is that perfect love doesn't exist in human form. And when we try to hold ourselves to this ideal of perfect love, we will never, ever achieve it. We'll come close, but we'll always fall short. And that sucks. It sucks to continually feel like you're not reaching this standard that you're aiming for. Mm -hmm. So great love is the idea of something that we can do. We can, I can be a great husband. Jesse can be a great wife. And we can have great love together if we work on it and we continue to put our energy toward it it's never going to be perfect which allows us to have grace with one another allows us to understand you know when someone doesn't always you know execute just amazingly well like if you fall short it's okay Mm -hmm. because we're just trying to have great love and so that's been our distinction this whole time and really something that's revolutionized the way we even talk about our marriage um even to one another Mm -hmm. just it's provided a great shorthand for us when we're when I'm bothered about something that I didn't, maybe I hurt Jesse's feelings or I screwed up somehow, um, you know, it's it's helpful to hear someone say, look, you could be great 
and you don't have to be perfect mm-hmm. to understand. And and if you accidentally mess up, which we all do all the time, mm-hmm. that like if you were aiming for perfect and you accidentally messed up, that that like eliminates your it mars your perfect uh, facade. You know, yeah. it, it it eliminates the opportunity to be perfect. And but we can't avoid messing up. So right. it's like every time we, we would mess up before, it felt like it felt devastating. It felt devastating. I would say, yeah. And so. Um, there are still like so many things that we, um, blow it on Mm -hmm. and there are so many ways that we want to be better. But I think that's the cool thing about the concept of great love is that it, it, it still just feels like, um, something, it feels like reaching for great love is so much more life-giving because we know that it's achievable. And the other thing I was going to say is that it really, if it boils down to one thing, I would say it's expectations, um, both of ourself and of each other. And Gerard kind of said it a second ago with the mentioning this idea that this is a little bit more of a grace-filled way of thinking about it. Um, you know, being realistic about what we expect of the other person and then being realistic of what we expect of ourselves um, means that we give up perfect and we choose great instead. I, totally. I really like that idea because, I mean, because there is so much pressure to be perfect in everything. I mean, you see it everywhere mm-hmm. now. I mean, especially with the prevalence of social media, like Absolutely. everybody's hair is perfect and their their tweets are perfect and et cetera, but you don't see the messiness especially behind Gerard's the perfection. Especially Gerard's tweets. They're very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, you you really have to choose the right things in life, I think, especially in marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that we're trying to trying to learn. And that's what our show is about is just trying to learn how to be great, just like your message is, Hmm. you know, and that's why we're talking to people like you guys who have, you know, who are trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we kind of touched on this earlier a little bit, but as a couple who is sharing a lot of your intimate moments online, mm-hmm. how do you as a couple decide uh, what your what your boundaries are? Um, this has been a work in progress. <laughs> and I remember at the beginning, we, we recorded a few episodes actually that never made it onto the air. Mm-hmm. Like I think our first stab at it didn't ever make it onto the air because we ended up fighting the whole time. And I think it's because one of the things we were talking about in that particular episode, one of the topics we were talking about was something that we were, that felt like very fresh. Like we were actively working through it at the time. Yeah. And so I think pretty quickly Gerard came up with the sort of like concept or ground rule, I guess, that we would avoid digging into something that didn't feel like it had at least a little bit of resolution or at least a little bit of distance between us and whatever that conflict actually might be. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I mean, the the idea is that we, we were never going to use the podcast as a weapon against each other, right? So, yeah. like, which is so tempting. Yes. There's a the time I'm going to drag out. I'm going to drag out the thing that really hurt me last week, and right. gosh, you really screwed it up. And now I'm going to, you know, give it to you, basically. I mean, then that's that. Like, we've had to actually work to not, to not let that happen. Yeah. Cause there will be plenty of times where we're like, okay, we know we're going to sit down and record on Saturday, but maybe like Friday night we have a big blow up about something, you know, unrelated. And then Saturday morning we have to sit down and talk about like 
I don't know, I'm just thinking of a past episode, budgeting and rollerblades or something. <laughs> you know, we, we usually pick, we, we usually pick two random topics and, and we have, it's, you know, each one of us chooses our own thing. We don't tell the other person, but we pick something we have a lot to say about. And if you just had a fight 12 hours before, you want to bring up that unresolved issue. But we, we, we try not to do that because we don't want the show to become something that like Gerard said, is ammunition against the other person or would ever be used against the other person in a court of law. <laughs> um, you know, and so that's like our general boundary. I would say we get a little bit more comfortable in like the third season with talking through things that don't necessarily tie up with a pretty little bow at the end. Um, like there's, I we've actually had people say to us, you know, when you guys get 20 to 30 episodes in, it's very clear that there will be times where you wrap up an episode and it's almost like not a cliffhanger. I definitely um, don't think our lives are that exciting, <laughs> but it's like they, they're, they're left curious, like, oh, I wonder how this ended up wrapping yeah. up so much so that we've actually discussed um, in the future, maybe for fun, sometimes trying to do something like, um, what's happening now, kind of almost like, you know, touching base and, and recapping some of the stuff that we never did resolve on the air and, and giving like a, um, a heads up to what it's, what it's like at that moment. Well, that's really awesome. I, I know that as somebody who also gets vulnerability hangovers, sometimes when we record, it's like (laughs) really important to, to set those ground rules with each other. And, uh, it's cool to Mm. see where you guys are at. So besides the show and obviously your marriage, are there any other joint ventures that you two have kind of taken on together? I would say our most recent joint venture is, I don't know if this counts, but we do not travel nearly as much as you guys do. So this feels like a special occasion for us, but we're going on a big trip this fall. And this is our first time ever putting together an itinerary for just the two of us. Oh, wow. Yeah. And... It's been, it's felt like a shared project. I mean, we've kind of set it up that way. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. It was like a little bit of a struggle to get to the point where we felt like we were understanding of each other's approach. But, you know, the past, I don't know, 10, 12 nights that we've been together in the same room, we've actually been working on our spreadsheet that has our departure times and our transportation and our lodging and our points and all these things. And, and so it does it definitely feels like a joint venture mm. at this moment. Yeah, I know. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the big things in, in our show is that traveling together is brings that sense of adventure and, and also teamwork mm-hmm. that, you know, not not like daily lives wouldn't necessarily provide. Well, you said it really well on our show, Christian. We loved having your voices, both of your voices um, on one of our recent episodes when we kind of pulled some of our favorite traveling couples about adventure and I love that you explained it I mean I think that's probably why I even answered this way was because the way you described um, traveling together and how um, not only is it is it the experience that happens of you know you get to you get that shared experience but then it is also like the logistics like how we're going to make this work and and what's it going to look like and how do we want to feel while we're doing it and you know, it's been it's been a new, exciting kind of project for us, for sure. Tell us a story about, you know, a tough time in life or a tough time in your marriage. You don't have to get into the specifics necessarily, but what got you guys through it? You know, how do we, going into our marriage here, we're going to get married in October. And, you know, we don't want to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like collecting all of this advice, basically, yeah. from 
from everybody so that we can come across that have had great love and great marriages. How do you get through the tough times? Hmm. When we figure it out, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough question. I mean, I just know that. Well, we've, we've grieved. We've had a lot of, um, we don't talk a lot about some of the stuff that, some of the big sadnesses that we've experienced together. We don't talk a lot about it on the show. I'm not exactly sure why, but I think surely every human will experience grief at some point in their life. And I think that when your reality is that your life is happening alongside another person, which is, you know, part of the beauty of marriage, it also can make grieving really messy maybe even messier than it would be otherwise because you can't necessarily just completely turn turn into a hermit and go be by yourself and shut the door for that time being until you're done. You still have to be at least somewhat relational and functioning. And I don't know, the circumstantial stuff that we've experienced that isn't necessarily... Why don't you say something about the grieving? Because I think there's something interesting there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, that's what I was... I mean, one of the, one of the times we have, we've had some dear pets of ours that one got hit by a car and that was really kind of traumatic and it just wrecked us i mean it was like the first like loss of our marriage in a way it was our first year of marriage and it was really tough and it felt like a really devastating experience i felt like we took turns grieving Uh which was a really interesting thing like i mean literally i would cry until i couldn't cry anymore and then i'd be like all cried out for that day and then you would start and a a few little yeah you're right it's and then i would take care of you during that time i mean it was like back and forth a few little like like to give some context too i think like god forbid it would be one of us experiencing loss and then the other person coming alongside that person in grief obviously we don't want that to happen either Mm -hmm. but in this situation it felt like our uh the trauma and the magnitude of it and just for the record, we know there are far more worse things than losing a pet. But for us, um, it happened in just a really, 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 really horrible setting and way. And was I don't want to go into it, but um, I think that because we were both experiencing grief to this really, really huge extent, it almost like forced us to do exactly what Gerard said in that we were each other's life rafts throughout that time and it was kind of like you know I if we had to just both I don't know my my mind is swimming just even thinking about how we were so freshly married Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we hadn't experienced growing up you know we hadn't we were young we were only 22 and we really hadn't experienced a ton of trauma growing up aside from losing like a grandparent or something, which is still very, very sad as well. Mm -hmm. But for this situation, um, the metaphor that we use sometimes even still is this idea of life rafts, because if you're on a ship that sinks and you're both stranded out in the middle of the ocean and you both are trying to tread water separately, you're both going to get tired. And I think in the case of this particular situation and then even continual, because this is not the only isolated thing. This was the first for sure. And I think we get better and better at it the more we have to put this into practice. But the more we learn that if I can tread water 
while I also kind of helped Gerard float on his back next to me and we hang on to each other during that time. Then when my legs are tired and I'm exhausted, Gerard is rested because I've just been helping him kind of gather his energy back up. And then like Gerard said, we switch places. And obviously that's like kind of a funny metaphor, but in the literal sense, it might mean, you know, actually crying and or not crying together. Or it might mean, you know, making sure that the other person is eating their meals or right. getting the sleep they need yeah. or, you know, the literal, the, the actual logistical stuff. And um, I would say that was definitely the first big trauma that we experienced as a married couple. And getting through it has just meant um, acknowledging that it's okay to grieve and acknowledging that it's also there's a time to be the strong one and that to try to balance it out is going to be the best way to get through it. Hmm. I've never heard anybody make mention of that metaphor where both of you guys are in the ocean yeah which is to me if if uh, i i've i've said this on the show before but like being in deep water is terrifying to me i just don't know how to oh my gosh i agree <laughs> like i know well and i like i'm an avid swimmer and i oh are you do triathlons and i love to be in the ocean and i i i still it's like it's like one of my greatest fears so i can completely relate Ugh, no way i i'm from an island country <laughs> And I just don't like deep water at all. It freaks me out. And getting that metaphor just now, like seeing that um, that in my head, kind of like that vision in my head where we're both in the ocean and we're treading water together and, you know, both of us getting tired as opposed to having like a life, each other's being each other's life raft. That was that's fantastic. I really mm. like that metaphor. That was Gerard's. He's 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 used that before, and so I borrowed it for this moment. <laughs> That's a great metaphor, guys. <laughs> nice job, Slash honey. Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys were um, Jack and Rose from the Titanic, you both would have survived because you yeah, would have figured out. Exactly. Plus, there, was enough, there was enough room on that door anyway. We all know of that it's a conspiracy. Someone could have scooted over. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, when friends and family talk about your relationship 50 years from now, what is the legacy that you hope to leave? Wow, that is such a good question. That almost makes me emotional. Um, I would hope they'd say that we were continually supportive of each other through hard times, but also supporting each other's dreams and always making room for one another to flourish instead of it being one person or the other. The phrase that comes to mind is one we use every so often. And that's just, um, I would hope people recognize and would say about us that we make each other love and laugh harder than anyone else possibly can. Cause those are two of the most important things I think mm. in our lives. We love love and we love to laugh and it's funny because you guys, to bring it full circle, you guys were sharing earlier about how you bonded over podcasts at the very beginning. And for us, that same moment was we really, when we first became friends, but also the, then even especially as we started dating, we really bonded over this shared love of stand-up comedy, like traditional comedy. Um, mm. And this was back when it wasn't having as much of a moment as it is now, like there weren't like Netflix specials all over the place right. of comedians and like people weren't going yeah. to the improv as much as they are now. And, 
anyways, we were kind of weird for liking it and for being super into it. And I just, I remember, I remember thinking, my gosh, if I end up with someone who prioritizes the science of comedy and the the theory of laughter as much as I do, that would be a really fun life. And I, that only occurred to me because I dated, I started dating Gerard and I remember being a fun realization that what a cool way to spend your life together. (laughs) And like, um, so laughing and loving hard, I think would be a legacy. And then something we've been exploring recently after hearing, uh, this phrase during a message at church is, uh, what it looks like to be a spirit filled spouse. And regardless of what you believe for us, our faith is really important to us, but I think no matter what, You know, if you think of the spirit as being breath or life or light, um, I think it could all apply. We we both really, really want to be people who are filled with a love that's life-giving and um, helps the other person shine uh, brighter than they would on their own. So that's the only thing I can come up with. That's the only thing you can come up with? (laughs) That's that's the only thing I can come up with. (laughs) She just smokes it. That's, you know, <laughs> again, what Jesse with, with a mic, uh, mic, mic drop, who, me? Mic yeah. drop but very gently. Into, yeah. into a cushion. Gentle, into a cushion, we need to just yes. start saying gentle mic set down. <laughs> yes, yes. Do Dram- not drop my mic. Dramatic, Placing yeah, the mic dramatic, on the ground gentle now. gentle mic <laughs> settling. <laughs> What um what would you say are some rituals that you guys have that keep you connected in your relationship? Does eating ice cream and watching The Office at night count? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I don't, I don't know if that makes us more connected or less connected, actually. No, I think, um, I don't know, a specific ritual. We really... Well, we eat dinner together every night, just about. Yeah. And, and Jesse cooks dinner for us. I think it's a ritual where we... Even though Jesse's cooking, I'm assisting and helping, and it kind of breaks our day from our work day really well, and then makes it a priority for me to be home at a good time so we can eat together. So I always feel like that's a, while very simple, has been a very strong ritual And it's something us. we haven't always done, so I think for us, that's why it stands out maybe, is because yeah. we, we definitely have gone through seasons where it wasn't realistic for us. Lots of years, actually, where that wasn't realistic or where it wasn't a priority. And I think you guys will relate to this, but if you work from home or you work for yourself, either way, sometimes there is a little bit of a blurred line of where your workday ends and then where your evening or your non-work day begins. Um, Totally. Yeah, yeah, right? And so for us, I mean, for me, I should say, because Gerard works away from the home and I work from home, that's a really helpful, uh, like, separator and Gerard is a really good sous chef um he follows directions very well and I actually have to brag on him for a second because (laughs) one of the moments when I knew that that like that this ritual was going well was when I finally started realizing that he was actually like anticipating more than 50% of my requests you know what I mean like if he figures out what we're eating for dinner he knows exactly what hot sauce to put on the table you know sriracha if it's pad thai Cholula, if it's tacos, you understand. Obviously. Or, you know, he knows. It's like anticipating the needs before I'm like, hello, condiments, you know. 
is like <laughs> like when that happened, I remember thinking, wow, this this is a this is a ritual for us and I, I really like it. Well, every week on the show, we do something with our listeners we call the sweep up. And you want to explain what the sweep up is? Sure. So um, at basically something that we started doing early on in our relationship was asking each other, what made you feel loved today? And that's kind of been a ritual that's, you know, we usually do it at the end of the day, you know, right before we go to bed. That's kind of like a, a check check in um, with each other and it's kind of like a helpful reminder to maybe prioritize doing something that that the other person would would feel loved by so uh, we started doing that at the end of every podcast episode and we would love if you guys would join us wow first of all that is such a beautiful way to end the day and i especially love that it's a positive affirmation of each other like that's that to me is it just sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. We might have to we might have to borrow that yeah. for our own our own bedtime. We would routine. love it if you it. Yeah, yeah. We'll report back. We want to make it a thing. <laughs> yeah. For now. Um I don't know, Gerard, can yes. you think of anything? Was it this week or today? Well, uh, we usually well, we do, do today, but sometimes podcasts we record earlier in the day <laughs> and so we, <laughs> we we yeah. sometimes jump back to the previous day or like well, we try to keep been it awake for thirty minutes. So exactly. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Made me feel love that yeah. yeah. So, like, the way you start it is, you know, one of you will say, what made you feel loved today? Okay. Like that. So, do you guys want... If you want, want s- we can go first if, if you want. Okay. And we can give you a second. I've got one. Okay. So, okay. So, Jesse, you made me feel loved today. We were standing next to each other in church, and you took your arm. We were holding hands, but then you took your arm and put it around me, and then you uh, essentially squeezed my love handle. <laughs> <laughs> But it would, but then you just held me like close, uh-huh. and that made me feel really loved. Oh, it's so squishy and cute. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. That's so funny. You kind of stole mine. Clearly, it's a Sunday. We went to church this morning, and um, yeah, I when you put your arm around me was originally what I was thinking that stands out in my head. But then what actually comes at a really close second, since um, I don't want to duplicate. I would say when we left church and we were pulling out of the parking lot and you were like, well, should we go to Nordstrom Rack? (laughs) 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 And um, even though it sounds uh, selfishly, um, you know, based that that made me feel loved, it actually was because he knows I've been driving around with a shoebox in the trunk for the past like I don't know, six weeks because yeah. I've been meaning to return it in Nordstrom Rack the whole time. And luckily their return policy is extremely generous. But um, he knew that was an errand on my to-do list for this week. And it's actually right next to, the store's located right next to our grocery store. And I go to the grocery store on Monday every week. And uh, I don't know, I just, when you suggested that, knowing that it would be something that would just end up on tomorrow's to-do list, I thought... Either he really needs a new pair of pants or he's trying to give me a, a running start at my uh, my productivity this week. That made me feel loved. Hmm. That's Aww. so sweet. Good job, and he did get a, he, he, he did get a new pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> Double bonus. All right. All right. How about you guys? Uh, what made me feel loved today is today was a driving day for us. Um we drove 
from South Dakota into Minnesota. And um, these driving days can sometimes be a little like frazzled in the morning. And I just really appreciated that you um, like made me tea this morning and had it all ready for me when I like came out. And that just made my morning so much better. It made me feel really loved. Aww. She says that because the other day, on <laughs> the true. last driving day, she did not make, have a chance to make tea because I'd already like pulled the. He'd already unhooked the, the electricity. <laughs> oh dang! <laughs> and I just, I, it was, and that morning we had overslept our alarm, and we had a long driving day, and so we just were like, "Hurry, hurry, hurry! We got to get out of here!" And I just didn't get my tea, and that's kind of like the thing that wakes me up in the morning, and so. So Anyways, it was apology next... tea, but it was still appreciated. <laughs> it was it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> what about you? Um, what made me feel loved? Actually, I just I I kind of just noticed this today, and I know that you've been doing it for a while. But on our driving days, you always make sure to have like a little Tupperware of snacks, like trail mix or goldfish or whatever, and. You always have my hydro flask filled up with water, you know, and then you kind of set it down right next to the driver's seat because, you know, that's what I reach for because that's what I want. And like every time we go on a drive, like if I forget and I usually do, it's always (laughs) there and you always just automatically do it. And that makes me feel really loved that you always think about me like that. You're welcome, babe. (laughs) I'm so excited to start doing this, and now I'm super curious to see how, because the two examples that you guys just shared to me are absolutely precious, but also so so mm-hmm. practical and doable. And I would bet that the majority of people's responses probably fall into, especially if you're doing it daily, fall into the category of just being like simple and oh, yeah. pure-hearted and... Um, probably less effort than maybe yeah. you would think oh, ahead totally. of time. Yeah, most of the time, it's always... I mean, sometimes it's as simple as like, I really appreciate you letting me sleep in for an extra 15 minutes or whatever. You know, it's just... <laughs> yeah. And I think... Oh, my gosh. That, huge. like, we don't often... We acknowledge, like, the big gestures. Um, and sometimes we mm-hmm. forget about the small things that are, you know, that our partners just as do equally, for us. Yeah. Know, important. Hmm. And, and, and probably even more so important. Right. And so, uh, yeah, we've gotten a lot out of that. And we always, that's like one of our favorite parts of the show when we have guests on um, is just like including them in that because it just is like such a, yeah, it's such a precious moment. So thank yeah. you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Well, thank you. For <laughs> yeah. Well, before. Love being a part of that. Before we wrap up the show, we, we just wanted to take the time to acknowledge both of you, Jesse and Gerard, for being so incredibly generous with your time and opening up your mm. lives to us and to our listeners. I know you already do that with your listeners, but you know it's so <laughs> awesome to be able to do it like on this kind of one-on-one basis. You know, when when we were yeah. when we visited you guys um earlier this summer, I I remember turning to Annabelle like after we left, after we left the restaurant uh-huh. or whatever. And, I, was and like, I had acquired my purse because I had left it behind in the right. restaurant. And oh. then didn't you actually also grab my sunglasses? Yes, because yeah. <laughs> you forgot your sunglasses. <laughs> but afterwards, I was like, babe, I wasn't like 
all fangirly or anything was that because i'm like because that was the first time i had met you guys in person you in weren't person. at all you were at all we we walked away because we were we met at a place really close to our house so we walked home thinking uh man why don't they live in our same city because those are like instant friends truly instant friends well, um, thankfully, his family lives really close to you guys. That's so right. We're right. going to be like knocking on your yes. door. Nice. Like that's at least right. once a year, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Dude, that makes me so excited. You better, you better, uh, you better make that happen. Perfect. Oh, 100%. It's happening. Yes. So, so thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank um, you for having us. Is there. Yeah. Is there anything maybe uh, we'll give you guys the floor for a moment uh, to share? Uh, what are you guys currently working on? Is there anything that you guys want to um, promote or let people know where to find you online? Well, you can find us online at meetthepeppers.com. Also, that's our handle on Instagram. We do a lot of fun Insta stories over there and Twitter as well. The podcast is called Marriage is Funny. Mm-hmm. You can find that on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, the whole bag. <laughs> but, of course... Uh, we just we just wrapped a season, so it's going to be a little bit of time before we're putting out other episodes because Jesse's working on her project right now. Why don't you tell them about your project? Oh, yeah. I So I launched a dress design this year, and you guys already know this, but of course. Um, it's been an exciting journey and one that has definitely caused us to be more intentional with how we structure our, our show together just because um, they both take up a significant amount of time. And um, so... I've been kind of balancing both of those, and if anyone's interested, they can check that out at seasoneveryday.com. But in the meantime, I would say we're just super excited to get back to um, recording. We'll be starting season five in the fall and late fall yeah woohoo and then we're gonna um, miss you guys oh i know i know we miss we like we don't really get to engage as much online with the community when we're on a season break and so we miss you guys too during that time like even the people that we get to talk to aside from the show we i don't know it just it usually feels like a time to it's like weirdly restful but also like head down get the other stuff done that takes a back seat during the seasons so, um, yeah, we'll be back for season five in the late fall, and that's when we'll be announcing our next Great Love Getaway, our vacation where we take listeners on fun trip and we go just hang out together and enjoy each other's company and build relationships. Um, so we'll be announcing that then. Um, but otherwise, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. We, we that's just, amazing. Yeah. You guys have inspired us a lot, and I will say, like, you um, have... I want to say you've been there through a lot of our <laughs> ups and downs, even though it's been in a more like long distance kind of um, virtual way. But you I feel like you know us well and you've both been very gracious and generous with your encouragement. And we've been just really lucky to have you as friends and really lucky to have you as people who also dig into our Marriage is Funny community. And I think our entire gang is um is better for it so we're glad we're glad you're around and and we're glad you guys have a show too because the more people that are talking about this stuff the more freedom there is and the more healthy marriages and relationships there are and can we just say how excited that we are to get to celebrate your union in october from a distance and just alongside of you guys as you start to or i should say continue to build your commitment together, it's it's a huge honor for sure and a pleasure of ours for, as well. Aww. Aww. Thank I, you. I'm like, 
pulling a Jesse here. I'm like over here with tears in my eyes. Oh, <laughs> I no. was like, I was like wiping my eyes. Yeah, um, oh. it's, it's a beautiful moment. You're a little sweaty. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I got something in my eye, like right, really dust. It's just dust. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably cat fur. It happens all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but on that note, uh, we actually have a very important question that we would like to ask you guys. Both of you guys. Both of you guys. <laughs> okay. You should see the look and on Gerard's face. I kind of want to take a picture. <laughs> yes he looks that. supremely confused <laughs> so uh we're getting married yeah in october congratulations no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> gerard yes will you marry us <laughs> hello <laughs> where did you go <laughs> what happened i don't know okay let me call back <laughs> God, <laughs> that's my heart is beating so fast. <laughs> Where did they go? Oh my gosh, are you there? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> What what are the freaking chances? We're like both crying over here. We're freaking out. Don't worry, it's all recorded because I recorded it on my end. So uh we're getting married. Yeah. In October. Congratulations. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gerard. Yes. Will you marry us? I would be <laughs> You got it. Hundred percent. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't wait. Yes, of course. Can you guys hear us? Oh my gosh, you're kidding. Hello? It cut out right there. Oh my gosh. It wait, I can't hear them. Can you hear them? No, I can't hear them either. Did they hang up? Oh no. What happened? I can't hear you guys at all. What should I do? Should I call them back? Yeah, try calling back. Oh my gosh, mine's still. I'm still recording. Okay, good. Can you still hear us? Yeah. But we're freaking out. And since you didn't hear my answer, I said 100% yes. I'm, I'm, oh, it's oh. so awesome. <laughs> oh. We were like, oh my God. They were they were just like, nope. We quit. <laughs> All right. We're out. <laughs> Actually, Gerard, mic drop. Gerard goes, yes, yes, 100% yes. And all of a sudden, all we heard was Christian go, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like a crying, sweaty mess over here. Oh that my is gosh. honestly what an honor. I'm so I can't wait, guys. <laughs> you guys, so, I have full body goosebumps right now. Like I'm just oh like, I can't even. Well, we are we are freaking out this whole yeah, like, this I was whole like, week. My we heart like, is beating oh so fast, and there's just like silence on the other. Oh half. my god. <laughs> In our side of the recording, we're like we're like cheering and high fiving, high five. Like it was like up on the microphone. Oh my gosh! Well, that's good. (laughs) That's that's hilarious. You know, um, Annabelle had actually talked about this, like I don't know, a few months ago, right? Yeah, maybe like a month or six weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. And then I had something on my mind at the time, and I was like, um, maybe, yeah, sure. And so I kind of brushed it off, and like. Like I tend to do, I totally forgot, like, <laughs> to to re, you know, 
revisit the revisit conversation. Revisit the conversation. And then yeah. the way Annabelle works is like if she doesn't hear a yes to something that um, she really wanted to hear a yes to, she'll automatically kind of think it's a no. Right. And then like never revisit it again. Right. So, well, I we're dropped, the, I dropped the same it. way and, and, and Jesse's the same way as mm-hmm, Annabelle in this mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And so I, I like subtly brought it up when we were at dinner with my sister and her boyfriend. Like, we don't know who's going to officiate the ceremony. And like, we just, you know, I was like hoping that he would like catch on and be like, oh, yeah. There's... And I didn't. And he didn't. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my so gosh. Then... Well, it's funny because I feel like I remember... Um, and I feel like we should probably tell your listeners and anyone else listening, which means they're your listeners. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we should probably clarify that even though I'm going to tell this story, we are not holding you to this. (laughs) Um, because I feel like the funny story in my head is when we were sitting across from you guys here in Long Beach, you, you mentioned some of the logistics of your wedding and I teasingly said, well, if you need an efficient, you know where to call, you know, because that's what, one of the things that Gerard has enjoyed doing over the years. But and obviously, you know, no pressure. But um, when 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 we get to connect with people before they end up, um, you know, making that commitment and celebrating the ceremony together in that way, um, there is a small little like inkling, I think, in both of us. that's like, oh, that would be so amazing to be a part of their story. Mm-hmm. And, and we've gotten to see that happen. It's happened. You know, we've been really honored to have that happen. And um, so, man, it just is huge to have you think of that and, and ask. And um, I just I'm I'm blown away. Yeah. yeah. Well, me too. well, we were oh, completely blown away. We were driving and Christian turns to me and goes, you know, we should invite Gerard and Jesse to our wedding and we should have Gerard officiate. I was like, really? Where did you get that idea? <laughs> that is so um, So then immediately we started scheming on how we could how we could ask you officially. Um, right. And this oh seemed like gosh. the perfect opportunity. Oh, so. We didn't have you on the oh, show awesome. for that purpose, by the way. Right. It was sort of like a clever no, we, we understand. <laughs> we understand now. It was all leading up to this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> But yeah, oh my gosh, we're so excited. Um, we're so excited to have you guys there. Yeah, mm, so are we. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks. I don't want to say goodbye. I just want to keep know, hanging really, out. With I, know, I know. I <laughs> know. Although I wish you were here so we could like break out and the show with a bear hug. Have, yeah, <laughs> bear bear hug and like start to get ready for um, like dinner or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I want to well, like just hang, hang. Oh. Next time dinner's Soon on enough. us and it's in Belize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, fine. I'll just daydream about it until then. <laughs> we love you guys. Have a good rest of the love night you and too. end. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Woohoo! There were uh so many feels in that episode and also a lot of laughs, which is pretty much a good summary of what Jesse and Gerard are all about. So Yeah, we love listening to their <laughs> show. It's hilarious and they keep us company on the road when we're driving. Yeah, and we got not one but two bombshells dropped in that two. episode. So I mean, I don't know where we're gonna go from here. So keep listening. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show as much as we did, you can go over to the show notes at swepttogether.com slash episode forty eight for all the links 
uh, to things that we talked about in today's episode, as well as links to share with your friends, family, significant other, business partner. Again, that's swepttogether.com slash episode 48. Yes, and you'll find those links to like the Great Love Getaway. You're not going to find links to our wedding. But <laughs> if you want to connect with us, we are everywhere at Swept Together on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which we're on Instagram most of the time. And if you have a little time, we would really appreciate it if you go and rate us on iTunes. It helps us with getting more listeners just like you. We just want to thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening to the show. We just really appreciate all of your encouragement and support. This is one of our favorite things to do every week. And it means a lot to us that you're here listening in and and joining in our community. Yeah. And until next time, we love Love you guys. Everything that's going on in your life. So, <laughs> the end. Have you guys ever done a podcast before? I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> I've heard of them. Pod what? What's a what, pod? pod? Yeah, I should well, really look into they're, them. They're great. I bet you'll get addicted. You'll probably want to start one. <laughs> well, if he's serious and he does like me, um, I guess I could give it a go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. International borders, baby. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a complicated one. <laughs> no. Hello and thank you for listening to Swap Together. <laughs> Hello and welcome to like, Swap Together. You sound like you're about to put on some like <laughs> smooth jazz. <laughs>